welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Episode 4 of Focus on Customer Service, hashtag FOCS, with myself, Dan Moriarty, and my co-host, Dan Gingas. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. Happy that we've made it to Episode 4. That was a question for a while. Happy and surprised, I would say. (laughs) So as a reminder to everyone listening, the twist of our podcast compared to the other podcasts out there is that the guests that we interview are nominated by you all. Hashtag F-O-C-S. Let us know the brands out there that are doing a great job in social customer service. And Dan and I will reach out to them and try and schedule them onto the show. And with that, I'll pass over to Dan to introduce tonight's guest. And we are very, very happy tonight to have Nicole Miller joining us. Nicole works at Buffer, and if you don't use Buffer, you really should. It's a fantastic app, and we'll talk about it. But Nicole has one of the coolest titles that I've heard. She is the community champion, and her bio says that she's building connections between Buffer and the amazing community of fans and users. She joins us from Portland, Oregon, and Nicole, welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to join. Yeah, we at Buffer are just so, so tickled and so honored to be so respected and have such an amazing community. So I'm very, very thrilled to hear that you guys were, that we were voted or to, mentioned to, to be joined on this podcast. So thank you so much. Well, I do want to mention, Nicole, that you were nominated by Jason Keith, and he is at Jason Keith. That's J-A-S-O-N-K-E-A-T-H. So, Jason, thank you so much for nominating Buffer. And, Nicole, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to work at Buffer? Definitely. Well, to start out, I um, actually I have history in writing and journalism, and I've always loved connecting with people and telling stories. And fun fact, I was actually a rodeo queen for a couple years, so I learned a little bit about PR and representing organizations and public speaking and all that amazing fun stuff. So um, that helped me a little bit later in life. And I went into higher education marketing and social media management for a couple different colleges before I discovered Buffer, and I'd been using Buffer to build my own writing platform as a hobby novelist, and then started a side business for some graphic design and marketing. And when I was upgrading to Awesome Plan, I discovered the community role that Buffer was hiring for, and absolutely fell in love with the idea of the community champion role and being able to interact and connect with such an awesome community that Buffer has built from the very beginning. So I took a chance and applied and had a really great connection with uh, a lot of the teams. So been thrilled to be a part of it now for about a year. That's awesome. So you're a customer first, which is always good because it gives you good insight into how the product works. Now, I'd have to go back to our three episodes uh, previous and listen to them again, but I'm pretty sure you're our first rodeo queen. So congratulations. <laughs> and I understand that you also have a number of animals that you take care of. Is that true? That is very true. I have a, a nice little plot kind of outside of the city, and so we have enough room for some chickens and ducks and dogs, and I have two horses that we keep at a barn pretty nearby, and I've just always been a huge lover of animals, so it's been very fun, and the chickens and ducks and all that are very new to me in life, so I've been really enjoying the experiences and the adventures that come with it the last year or so, so it's been quite a ride. 
Awesome. Jumping into Buffer, Nicole, I think you guys are really interesting compared to the other brands that we've had on the show so far, namely because you're the newest, but you're also the first one that's a purely digital experience. So we're really interested to hear a little bit about your philosophy towards customer service as a company and see how that kind of compares and contrasts to the brands we've had on to date. So customer support has always been uh, pretty much part of the mission, uh, along with building a really amazing and helpful tool right from the start of Buffer. So the support team has always been very supported and encouraged by the rest of the team from the very beginning. And we particularly view every interaction that comes our way, every single tweet, email, question, mention, as a real privilege to know that someone has taken the time out of their day to think about us or get in touch with us. So that has been really influential because with all of that in mind, we really want to make sure that these interactions and that each one is very special, unique, and happy as possible. So we really look at customer service as happiness, and that kind of frames all of what we do. What kind of questions are you seeing over social channels for Buffer? We see a lot of maybe confusion here or there with figuring out Buffer as a tool. We see so many amazing compliments and comments about our blogs, and and rightly so. Our blog is fantastic. Our content crafters are are brilliant. So we get a lot of positive interactions, which we're always so grateful for. And we do see, you know, just a lot of great suggestions. And one of the great things about these awesome suggestions is we really do value them and we, we log all of them and take them into consideration and they play into user testing and experiences later on and all of that great thing. So we try to really monitor all of those and give each one a full consideration and response in whatever way is necessary. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about how you're tracking the suggestions that you're getting from the community and kind of how you're raising those with the product guys? Yeah, we have a forum that we use called User Voice that is a great way for people to leave suggestions and upvote certain features. And the nice thing about that is it does require the user to log in, but the nice thing is we can reply to people and they can get notifications when we've made an improvement or changed a status on one of their suggestions. So we really enjoy that tool itself. We also have a lot of different hack pads, and that's basically an online Evernote kind of tool that syncs across the board that we update with suggestions or we will track them in Trello as well or... Also, we have customer researchers that are constantly working on different task forces, and so we'll, we'll keep them in tune with, with anything that comes up as well. And Nicole, I know you have both a free platform as well as a paid platform, and I, I love the little button in the app that says Upgrade to Awesome. So <laughs> I'm wondering, when you're answering questions over social media, do you take into account whether somebody is a paid or free member, or is it just a customer a customer? Oh, that's a great one. We really value every customer and in, in front of Buffer, no matter whether or not they're paying or whether or not they're a Buffer user. We have a great, unique audience of customers and some who are just blog readers and fans of, of the blog itself, but maybe they found that Buffer isn't the best tool to suit their needs. And we still value that um, immensely. We know that everyone has a different workflow and a different set of needs. So we always encourage people to find the best tool to suit whatever they need. And Nicole, one of the things that I've loved about this podcast so far is talking to brands about how they actually staff and manage these social channels. And not so much from a content creation, but more from that 24-7 expectation of speedy responses. Can you talk a bit about the team structure that you have? I mean, is it, is it just you? Is there people beyond you? And where do you report through the organization? Where do you, where do you kind of sit inside the company? 
One of the special things about Buffer is that all of the team members interact with the community in, a many, in many different ways. Our content crafters in particular foster this incredible blog community and reply to all of the blog comments. And one of our crafters as well, Courtney, does an amazing job. She does all the social media posts and interacts with everyone on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And she checks those every day. And our happiness heroes, our customer service team, and many of the rest of us here on the team jump in and help out on Twitter, as that tends to be our most social or our most active social network. And we utilize a tool called Spark Central to monitor those mentions and reply to people from the buffer handle. And the great thing about that is there's a lot of people that jump into Spark Central. And every time we tweet out to someone, it is tagged with our names. So when I send out a tweet from the buffer handle, it'll be tagged with, you know, dash Nicole at the very end. So it's very, very personal in that respect. And it's awesome for us to get to know community members and for them to get to know us by name. So we're also very open with our own personal Twitter handles as well. And so I, I love to interact with the community from my own personal Twitter handle. And personally, I use TweetDeck to help with that. So I know that we have a great community of people who interact one-on-one with our engineers or with Joel and Leo. And so it's awesome that we just interact across the board and we're all very open in that respect. I absolutely love when I see brands doing that and not being afraid to kind of come out from behind the brand handle and to be themselves. Have you had to train anyone in that or, or teach anyone or has it just been something that you guys have very naturally done since day one? The biggest part about that has been building a company based on a, our set of values. And we have a very strong foundation in those values. Uh, we have 10 key values. And very briefly, those are there's more to them, but I'll just run through them really quickly. Positivity, transparency, self-improvement, being a no-ego doer, listening, communicating with clarity, reflecting, living smarter, not harder, showing gratitude, and do the right thing. And so we hire those people with those values who hold them very close to their heart. And so those values help dictate everything, all of the decisions and interactions we have here at Buffer. And that also helps us align team members and know that we can have anyone on our team answer any customer support ticket and be very confident in in them reflecting the Buffer voice and the Buffer brand. And do you see your get sorry your uh, your users interacting differently with you when they're talking to you as Nicole rather than you as Buffer? I don't think I see a ton of difference there because they know when they're tweeting at Buffer, they are going to get Nicole or Mary or Adam. Or I think most interactions that I've seen tend to know us by name. Um, and those who don't, after a few interactions, tend to then know us by name. So it's a very special relationship in that respect. So, Nicole, what kind of metrics do you guys look at to determine whether your customer service is successful? So recently we switched to a self-management style of structure. And so right now we're focusing a bit more on our customer happiness percentage and our response times for email and Twitter and how those two relate to each other. So we have been kind of studying if our response time is a bit slower, does that make the happiness rating a little bit lower or vice versa? But most of the goals that we have now are very personal and we all hold ourselves accountable to them. And that's been a really cool transition as part of the self-management structure. So how do you get at that happiness rating? We use a tool called Help Scout for our email customer service, and that has a smiley face or a frowny face within the email. And so we use those as a happiness rating. And also we use a 
dashboard that our engineers constructed with response times for Twitter and response times for email and all of that. So that's a very helpful dashboard as well. So Nicole, I think you're probably the first brand we've had on who've adopted this self-management style structure. Um, obviously, all the rage in the press at the moment. And I was just wondering, how has it actually, has it changed anything about how you guys have delivered customer care? Has it made it easier or harder or any kind of noticeable change in in the work you've been doing day to day since you've adopted the approach? We haven't noticed a dramatic change since we moved to the self-management paradigm with our interactions with customers. We've still remained very focused on that and our happiness team has been very very thorough in making sure that our our customers are well taken care of. A lot that has changed has been internally with our communication structure and how we manage teams and tasks and that sort of thing. So it's been very, very fascinating and a very awesome learning experience for all of us. And we continue to adapt and experiment and grow and change things internally to make sure that we are still living up to the needs and the quality that our customers need and deserve and as a kind of follow-on from that and also a question you know with regards to you guys still i presume you still think of yourselves as a startup yes i thought so <laughs> just wondering so the people we've had on so far and the, the lives that dan and i live in, in slightly bigger companies we have to think a lot about things like social training programs and policies when, when we're talking about social customer care is that something you guys have had to think about or talk about at all or do you have a little more kind of freedom day to day to jump into these conversations I believe we are very lucky in that we do have quite a bit more freedom in that respect. But as we grow our team, we've been discussing that a little bit more as far as scaling the way that we onboard new employees and the way that we help people learn what it means to do customer service at Buffer. Even when we bring on like new engineers, we, we kind of have them jump in and help out with customer service. So them answering tweets and, and all of that is very important. And so I think it goes back to also the foundation of our Buffer values and finding employees that are very naturally aligned with those values and the vision of Buffer. And that has given us the confidence and really intrinsic tools to to move forward and be really confident that we don't need as much training as may be necessary. We're talking with Nicole Miller, who is the community champion at Buffer. She was nominated by Jason Keith, who is at J-A-S-O-N-K-E-A-T-H. Jason, thanks for the nomination. And if you would like to nominate a brand to appear on Focus on Customer Service podcast, please use the hashtag F-O-C-S and let us know other brands that are doing awesome stuff on social media when it comes to service. So, Nicole, shifting gears a little bit, you guys also have this buffer chat that you do, and it's it's really want, become a, a very large and established Twitter chat. Can you tell me a little bit about it and why it's important to the company? Originally, our co-founder, Leo, had started a Twitter chat in the early days of Buffer to talk about social media tools, and that was called Tools Chat. And he found that a very successful means for connecting with community and and building community. And so when I was brought on last year, I focused a lot on -on one-on-one interactions with our customers, like sending handwritten thank you notes and sending out swag. And then Leo mentioned that Twitter chats are a great way to kind of scale many of those connections. So, so we gave it a go and I am just floored and amazed by the response and how big it's grown in the last year. We just celebrated our 50th chat and our one year of Buffer chat this past week. And so that was really exciting for us. And 
it's been incredible to see the support that has come along with it. And I have to say, I credit all of that success to the Buffer Chat community itself. I don't think that we really could have done anything because they are, are so incredible and such amazing influencers. So we're always amazed and inspired by the knowledge and resources within that community. And I found it very valuable as well. We we are able to keep a an awesome pulse on what the community needs and what they're looking for. It has helped with our blog content and vice versa. We kind of go back and forth as far as inspiring each other with blog content and buffer chat ideas. And so that's been a really great way to really stay connected to the community. And we've been able to connect some of our customer development team members with people who attend buffer chat. And it's just been a powerhouse this past year. So it's been blowing us away. That's great. And Nicole, can you let our listeners know how to tune into the buffer chat? Yeah, so we have Buffer Chat every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, and we talk about social media, we talk about marketing, we talk about productivity, or we'll talk about company culture, and we have, many times we have different guests, or sometimes we'll have it kind of an open forum, but the Buffer Chat community is amazing, and I bet you'll you'll find something and learn something worthwhile. Awesome. And Nicole, I know the reason a lot of people are, are listening to this podcast is really trying to learn from brands like yours that have figured this stuff out. So I was just wondering, what advice would you have for people listening who are trying to set up similar efforts within their companies with regards to being, being so well-recognized for social customer care that your customers actually nominate you for something like this? Oh, I'm going to have to channel Joel and Leo for this one. They really had a heart for customer service from the very beginning when they started this company, and, and they looked for that in every team member that they brought on board at Buffer so I do believe that the strong foundation of values really contributes to this and has allowed for such a strong reputation for customer service. That said, not everyone can, can kind of go back that far, so I understand that. Some other advice I'd have would be to really value each one-on-one interaction with your customers and really trust that you're building a relationship. And I think it might sound almost insignificant, but even that those one-on-one times, if you just take that extra minute, can really turn things around. And and even with potentially negative situations, you can turn that around and build lifelong fans with the right, with the right empathy and the right heart for it. I also really found that we can, you know, create a tone guide for your company. You can build some guiding principles for your customer service and maybe educate your fellow team members. We have days where any, everyone in the team will join in with customer support here at Buffer. And it's so valuable to interact with the community and really appreciate everything that your customer service team does. So perhaps that's something you can start on a really small scale and just bring in a few volunteers here and there. So there's lots of things you can do. It definitely helps to have a service-oriented culture to start, which it definitely sounds like you guys do. Definitely, yeah. So Nicole Miller, who is the community champion at Buffer, you can find her at nmillerbooks on Twitter. And Nicole, you talked a little bit before about this, but what do you like to tweet about personally when you're not answering questions from Buffer customers? Ooh, I really enjoy productivity articles, social media articles, social media trends. And then you'll also see me posting a lot of animal pictures just because I have a, a flock of birds and ducks and dogs and horses. And so I, I love to share those little cute moments and and all that. So I think that's a really fun one, as well as inspiring stories. Anything that really just tugs at the heartstrings, you'll you'll see me tweeting. 
Cool. Well, Nicole, thank you very, very much for joining us. I know um, I've really enjoyed it. I'm sure Dan has as well. I know we've learned a lot. Just a final reminder to everyone listening, if you have any questions for Dan or Dan or Nicole following today's podcast, hashtag FOCS. We'll be monitoring it. We'll be responding. And let us know any nominations of any future brands you'd like to have on the show. So, Nicole, thank you very much. Dan, good talking to you again. And see you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS and follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.